You're listening to Gleanings, the monthly newsletter from Strategies at Work, podcast edition, June 1st, 2014. Upcoming events. The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar. Struggling to find meaning, purpose, and satisfaction in life? The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar will equip you with tools and a methodology for discerning your divinely ordained life purpose. The next seminar will be each Monday evening from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. beginning September 8th to December 8, 2014 at Sojourn Church in Carrollton, Texas. See the website strategieswork.com for details. The SLA alumni event is exclusively for alumni of the SLA seminar and is designed to accelerate the process of discovering your life purpose. The topic for the 2014 alumni event will be character. The event will be held June 20th through 21st in Dallas. If you would like a recording of prior events, please check the website strategieswork.com for details. The Business Transformation Series Seminar. The next BTS seminar will be presented October 24, 2014. The topic will be announced soon. The BTS seminars provide in-depth teaching on how to lead, manage, and build organizations biblically according to the Beyond Babel model presented in Dr. Chester's book, Beyond Babel. You can purchase the recordings of prior BTS seminars. See the website strategieswork.com for details. These are challenging economic times. There is much fear in the world. Now more than ever, people need to understand the power of building their lives on Christ. Only faith in Christ can provide sustained victory over fear. If you need help learning how to walk with Christ, Strategies at Work has consultants in various parts of the world. See the website strategieswork.com for contact information. And now, Dr. Chester brings us the message titled, The Stages of Life. With this month's gleanings, I conclude my presentation of Billy's story, which I've been sharing each month since January. Every person's life has many stages. Each stage is congruent with God's meta-narrative. For example, let's look at Jesus' life. He was born and grew as a child. He then apprenticed as a carpenter under his father's earthly father's tutelage. In time, he became known as the carpenter, which suggests he was an accomplished craftsman. Finally, he became an itinerant teacher like no other. He taught with authority. Each of these stages prepared Jesus for the final stage of his life, his ultimate purpose in life, to die as a sacrifice for the sin of man. Just as Jesus' life had many stages, so also did Billy's. And as with Jesus' life, every stage of Billy's life was preparation for his ultimate work. His family was wealthy and influential, but were only casual Christians, professing Christians who did not live as true Christians. In time, Billy understood that casual Christians were not true Christians. Notwithstanding his immediate family's spiritual poverty, Billy was exposed to genuine Christianity through members of his extended family. In time, the seeds sown by his extended family would help bring Billy to Christ, but his immediate family was important because public officials typically came from the gentry, and his immediate family was gentry. College was the next stage of Billy's life, during which time he met a friend who helped him experience the life of elected public officials. This exhilarated Billy and emboldened him to pursue a career in public policy. Before completing college, he was elected to public office. 
Billy enjoyed great favor as a public official because of his charming personality and oratory skills. Furthermore, as a casual Christian gentry, he was ideal for public office in his day. Consequently, he rose to prominence quickly. The next stage was a turning point for Billy. In the midst of a successful public career, he became a true Christian. Everything changed. Billy experienced a career conundrum. He was still gentry, but he was no longer a casual Christian. He was a true Christian, whom casual Christians viewed as fanatics. His Billy didn't know if he could continue in public office. With the help of godly spiritual fathers and a healthy Christian community, he was able to navigate his career crisis and began to see God's purpose for his life through his career as a public official. Specifically, he recognized two works that he was called to do. The first work was to starkly articulate the difference between casual Christianity and real or true Christianity. He felt called to do this by writing Real Christianity, a book addressed to the people of his time. He completed this work when he was in his late 30s, and the book demonstrated sound biblical thinking well beyond Billy's years. All previous stages prepared him for the final stages, his ultimate work. He was called to reform, in part, the very system that had elected him to public office. In Billy's time, society was based on a caste system, royalty, gentry, commoners, and slaves. The royals were the kings and queens. The gentry was the privileged class who possessed wealth. The commoners were workers who controlled the slaves who had no rights or power. The caste system was consistent with the worldview of casual Christianity, which did not regard people with any serious sense of dignity. As Billy learned in his study of Scripture, however, the worldview of true Christianity views each person with divinely ordained dignity and purpose. Therefore, a caste system is inconsistent with a God who is not a respecter of persons. See Colossians 3.11 and Philemon 1.8-16. The most egregious aspect of the caste system was the indignity of human slavery. This became the target of Billy's final stage of life. He was emboldened and envisioned to eradicate slavery, a very daunting task which was extremely unpopular. There were threats made on his life and the lives of his family members, plus many heated debates. The last 35 years of Billy's life were committed to the abolition of slavery in Great Britain. The battle was won in two phases. The first phase was a bill passed in 1807 by the British Parliament to abolish slave trade. The second phase was to abolish slavery altogether. This phase was finally accomplished three days before Billy's death in 1833. Billy ran his race, see Hebrews 12, with perseverance and completed his assignment. Everything in his life, his family of origin, the seeds of real Christianity sown by his extended family, his college relationships, his skill and ability his conversion to real Christianity, his spiritual fathers, and the covenant community of Christians where he lived worked together to enable Billy to find and fulfill his life purpose. So who was Billy? Well, you may have guessed Billy's identity to be William Wilberforce, and you would be correct. In physical stature, he was a small man, but in significance, he was a giant. 
What made him significant was not his wealth or even his influence. It was his obedience to God's call on his life. The greatest definition of success is to find and fulfill God's purpose for your life. See John 17.3. Based on this definition, Billy was an enormous success. Hopefully Billy's story has inspired you in many ways. And to help synthesize your thoughts, consider a few key lessons from Billy's life. Number one, trust God. Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. God always has a plan and is always working his plan. Many times Billy was confused and could not see how things were going to work out even or even if they could work out. But he never gave up. He always trusted God. Number two, develop a biblical worldview. See Romans 12, 1 through 2 and Colossians 2, 1 through 10. To live well, you must have a correct worldview. The only complete, accurate, and correct worldview is a biblical worldview based on Christ. Billy was called to learn and to align with and articulate a biblical worldview personally and in the culture of his day. His labor as a public official was a venue for him to accomplish this work. Number three, embrace spiritual fathers and mothers. See 1 Thessalonians 2, 7 through 12. God uses spiritual parents to supplement natural parents, that is to fill in the gaps left by natural parents and to help heal us of hurts and wounds inflicted, though generally unwittingly, by them. Billy embraced both John Wesley and John Newton as spiritual fathers. These venerable men were valuable resources for guidance and encouragement. Without these men, Billy would probably not have continued in public office after he became a real Christian, and undoubtedly he never would have written his book without their help. And number four, live in covenant community. See Hebrews 10, verses 24 and 25. A healthy community of believers is essential to enable Christians to grow and find their purpose. Billy's community lived together in a suburb of London called the Clapham Circle. It is here that Billy found daily refreshment and encouragement for his soul and guidance toward his destiny. To find and fulfill your life purpose will be a battle. You will need help from a Christian community. I hope these lessons inspire you and help you see that you are alive for a reason. And God has a plan for your life. This is what gives life meaning, purpose, and significance. May the Lord grant you grace to find and fulfill your life purpose. May you have faith to know that all the various stages of your life are being knit together by God to enable you to accomplish your divinely ordained life purpose, to run your race. And may the life of William Wilberforce inspire you to run your race with perseverance. Perseverance.